0: Hello, my gorgeous friend. If you have been single for more than a minute, you have been probably asked the question, Why aren't you married? It's a good question, you think to yourself, and then somehow you just kind of awkwardly respond. Well, today we're going to talk about that very question and play with some ways that you could respond. And while we're talking about that question, we're going to also look at the question, Why don't you have kids? It's another good question, you think to yourself. I will share with you how I have responded to both questions out loud to others and silently to myself. I hope you enjoy this episode. Are you tired of feeling you don't measure up? What if happiness and the value of your life has absolutely nothing to do with your marital status or the number of children you have? Hello and welcome. You are listening to the Single Christian Woman Podcast. I'm your host. Sharon Lamar. Listen, my gorgeous friend, I know what it's like not to measure up. You see, I failed to check all the boxes of life in the expected time frame. Then I realized the truth. God truly loved me and had so much more in mind for me than a life of fear and doubt about being single or anything else. And I'm here to share what I've learned. So, if you're ready to discover and live the life God designed with you in mind, This is the podcast for you. Why aren't you married? Why don't you have kids of your own? Why don't you just adopt? Those questions can bring up lots of emotion for a single woman. I know. I've been asked those very questions. I can remember in detail those awkward interactions as if they're happening right now. And I think part of that is because they really evoke some strong emotion in the moment. And also, I really am not sure what to say. And also, another part of it for me is, I find it fascinating that a woman would ask another woman such a potentially charged question. But they do. We do. So here's the deal. The reality is, women, and sometimes men, will ask such questions. I mean, that's just the reality of it. You have no control over that. So we're not even going to try to figure out how to get them to stop asking the question or coach them on how to best ask the question or educate them or anything else. It's just simply a waste of our time. So we're not going to even try to do that. We're going to go to what we do have control of, where our power lies. And that's with ourselves. So, as I see it, you have at least a couple of ways you can respond to the question, Why aren't you married? You can be snarky and sarcastic, or you could respond with some level of confidence and kindness. Let me tell you what I mean. Let's start with the snarky and sarcastic. Once I heard what I felt was the perfect response to the question, Why aren't you married? And I filed it away in my brain. I thought, when I'm asked that question next time, I am going to say this. And so I was ready. I was waiting for the next time somebody asked, why aren't you married? So when that moment finally arrived, why aren't you married? I replied with what I thought was the perfect response. How was I supposed to know the last guy who asked me would be the last guy who asked me? And I'll tell you, the moment those words left my mouth, I didn't feel like I thought I would. I honestly, I hadn't given much thought, too much thought to what I would feel. I just thought it was a cute, cheeky response to what I thought was a rude question. But is it a rude question? I invite you to consider it's not. Now, it's certainly personal, it can be rather sensitive and awkward. But as I reflect, I can see a different reason why a woman might ask that question. And listen, let's put a pin in that for just a minute. We all do it. We view the world and other women from the lens of our own life. Often I kind of visualize it. It's like we're racehorses on a racetrack. And we have those blinders on that you see sometimes on horses, on race horses, so that we only see the race ahead of us. We don't get confused with what's going on for the other horses. We just are running our race. And when we actually can see someone else running their race, we get curious and ask personal questions. I choose to think about it that way, that she wasn't being mean to me. She's simply fascinated that there's a woman right next to her running a different race. That's all. There's a book called East Winds by Rachel Ruckert and I hope I'm pronouncing her name correctly. I recently became aware of the book, and the subtitle of the book is A Global Quest to Reckon with Marriage. I loved the book, and I loved Rachel's vulnerability and her courage to share her personal journey. And when I get a new book, I like to open it up, and I like to read that page where it talks about who the book is dedicated to, and often it writes for whoever, and they put a name in there. Because I think that's kind of interesting I find that when I can understand who they're dedicating the book to, I also understand a little bit motiva- why the book is written. What's the motivation for it? And in her book, Rachel wrote the book for her husband and also for the women who shared with her their experiences. And she quotes some of the women. And one of the women, I wanted to share what this woman said to Rachel. One of the dedications reads this. The 20-something, so this is for the 20-something, struggling with eating disorders and depression, who was often told by people at church, you're so beautiful, I don't understand why you aren't married yet. To which she would reply, it must be my horrible personality. Ah, when I read that one, my heart felt pain for this sweet, struggling, young woman that her response would be, it must be my horrible personality. So why was I snarky and ready to whip out my quote-unquote perfect response? Why did this young woman respond in so much pain? Well, I can't answer that question for her, but I can answer for myself. And I think part of it is, I didn't know the answer to the question myself. Or should I say that I hadn't really taken the time To consider in an honest and compassionate way, even with myself, why am I not married? Like I talked about last episode in episode three, I hadn't taken the time to find out what I was believing about myself. Who did I believe I was? I just simply wasn't aware of it back then. Now, I could have, in my unawareness, I could have written a list about all the reasons I thought I wasn't married. And many of them, really all of them would have been blaming someone or something else, giving my power away. I could blame it on the guys for not asking me out. I could blame it on my parents, right? Because that's what we do somehow. Our parents are responsible for everything. I could blame it on the other girls. They were prettier. They were better at flirting than I was. And I could blame it on that there just weren't any good guys available. And on and on. But the truth was, I wasn't married because of what I was thinking and believing about myself at the time. That was the real reason. That was the work. So how do you answer the question without being snarky or sarcastic or out of pain? It's important, I think, for you to remember that you're in charge of you. You actually don't have to answer the question at all. You can simply change the subject. Or you can take the time to answer the question for yourself, and then, knowing your own answer, you can respond with whatever part you decide you want to share, however detailed you want to be about, what, about your personal awareness, what you discovered. Or, you could say something like this, you know, that's a good question. To tell you the truth, I don't have a simple answer for that. I'm just doing my best right now, just like you. You could say that. I remember another time when a sweet older lady in our ward, who I adored, asked me that very question and even had a guy in mind that she knew that she wanted to set me up with. Now the irony of this is her fix-up was a guy I had already gone out with one time, at least a year or more prior, I don't know, somewhere before that. And well, pause. How was the date? Well, I was really bored. And actually I fell asleep during the movie he had taken me to. Now in my defense, I had spent the entire day before the date repainting a bathroom. So I was tired, but I was also not interested. So when my, so my friend, when I told her, um, this, that I said, Oh, I've already gone out with him. And I actually, I'm embarrassed to say I fell asleep in the movie that he took me to. She suggested that I call him up And let him know what I had just told her. And I'd like another shot at dating him. Well, no way was I going to do that. It just seemed rather creepy and desperate. Plus, I had zero interest. So why would she suggest it? Well, I choose to believe that she cares about me. She was in her lane with her blinders on and happened to notice me in my lane and simply it didn't make sense to her. You know, and we do that as humans, we like being part of a group. We like being in a tribe. That's part of our makeup. It feels safe there. And when we see that there's somebody that's different, it makes us a little bit nervous about the group. So she was just trying to make sense of something she didn't understand. That's all. Anyway, that's how I choose to think about it. I choose to believe. And when I do that, I what I believe about her feels way better than believing that she's being mean or disrespectful or judgmental about my marital status. So let's go on to the next question. How come you don't have kids? You know, the very first time I was asked that question, I was dating the man who I would eventually marry. And I was at a restaurant, a buffet-style restaurant, and um, sitting right across the table from his 22-year-old daughter. She was then 22, and I had just met her that day. And so her husband and my then boyfriend went up to get some food. So she and I are sitting alone at the table. And she just came right out and asked, why don't you have kids of your own? And then she went on to say, I can't imagine not having children. Now at that time, she had a toddler and she was pregnant, very pregnant with her second baby. So what did I say? Well, I simply reminded her that I'd never been married. So of course I didn't have any children. And that was it. I didn't make it mean that she thought I had done something wrong or that she was accusing me of something like not wanting to have children, that somehow I was selfish. I just chose to believe that in her young, less experienced, 22-year-old brain, she was confused and curious about the woman who was sitting across from her at a restaurant and who was dating her dad. Her son and baby yet to be born were her focus they were her race and she was amazed that not all women were running the same race as her that's all you know in our culture the question normally doesn't come up before we marry that question in particular why don't you have children but it does come up after and it's a painful question for many women women that have been single until they got married or women that are married and I understand the pain. I remember when I went to my gyneco- when I was at my gynecologist one year, and he announced to me that I had gone through menopause. I was 45 years old. I think that's young. And while I wasn't dating anybody, and I really didn't have any prospects, the news hit me kind of hard. Having a baby in the traditional way was just not going to happen for me. And answering the question, "Why don't you have kids?" was way easier for me than, why aren't you married? Because I knew the answer. I had already decided that I would live according to the values that I was taught and that I believed that I wouldn't have sex outside of marriage. The chances of me having a baby before I was married was zero, zero. You know, and sometimes you get the question, why don't you have kids? From a woman who seems to be trying to convince you that you should be doing something about it now, that you should never stop trying to have kids. And she simply doesn't understand that it's possible that a woman could have a full and happy life never having children of their own. So let me tell you a story about that. One day after church, oh, this is maybe a year ago, I was chatting in the hall with the daughter-in-law of a friend who was visiting. And she asked the question, Why don't you have kids of your own? And then she went on. I would have done anything to have a baby. Anything. I can't imagine not having a baby. So I responded with my usual answer that, well, I didn't, you know, I didn't get married until I was 52 and I didn't have sex outside of marriage. So, well, you know, you do the math. That means no kids. And then she asked, well, why didn't you adopt? And I responded that I just didn't like the idea of raising a child on my own. And she seemed very confused that I didn't feel the same that she did, that I had not done everything I could to have a child. You know what I did? I decided that was just fine. I decided it was just fine that she was wrong about me. Again, I chose to believe that she wasn't being judgmental, that she just simply didn't understand that a woman could have a full and happy life even without children. That's all. That's what I chose to believe. So do you see that you have options? Options on how you respond to the question, why aren't you married? Why don't you have kids? You get to decide how you show up. You can be snarky and sarcastic. You can not answer at all. Or you can simply reply with something like, you know, that's a good question. To tell you the truth, I simply don't have an answer for that. I'm just doing my best right now, just like you. I invite you, though, to ask yourself those same two questions. Why aren't I married? And why don't I have kids? And journal out your responses. Take a look at what you write down, and you will begin to see and have some awareness about what you're currently believing about yourself that is impacting your life, your goals, your dreams, and your aspirations. And it's nothing to be mad about or upset about. It's just good to know. And listen, if you want to talk about it, if you want to talk about what you see when you journal that out, let's you and I talk about it. You can access my calendar in the link in the show notes and I would be honored to help you sift through what you wrote down and how you want to respond. I want to thank you for spending some of your time with me today. I hope you enjoyed today's episode. And hey friend, we have been hanging out now for four episodes, and it would be great if you would take a minute, rate the show, and leave a review wherever you're listening today. You know, because rating and reviewing just simply helps the show get into the ears of more single Christian women like you who are looking for the help that you're finding here. And so I'm going to thank you in advance for doing that, rating and reviewing the show. And until next time, know that God loves you and has big plans for your life. Well, thank you, my friend, for spending a slice of your day with me. I hope that you love today's topic. If so, please share this episode with all your single girlfriends. Also, I would love to hear how it inspired you, made you think, or reminded you of truth. Please take just a moment to do two things. Leave a review on Apple Podcasts and subscribe to the show. Until next week, my gorgeous friend, know that God loves you and He has big things in store just for you.